Psalm chapter 23 and verse number 6. This morning we will be wrapping up our study of Psalm 23. And I trust that it's been an encouragement to you as we have studied this together. Uh, as we get to this last verse, uh, think about the fact of having been on a journey and as you are completing that journey, you're returning back home. Psalm 23, 6 says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. As we draw to a close in this study, we, we need to do a little short recap. We, we need to remember some truths that we've already looked at. Number one, this psalm is the view of a sheep that we're looking at. The, the sheep is reflecting upon his shepherd, talking about his shepherd. It, it is a, a picture of the journey that has taken place, the shepherd leading the sheep. And so remind you that sheep are pretty dumb. They're pretty defenseless. Sheep are, are not one of the greatest animals that's ever been created. I mean, it does not compare to a grizzly bear nor to a tiger. It, it does not compare to uh, the bald eagle. I mean, sheep is just sheep. And that is who is talking, supposedly, in these verses. But also, the shepherd is revealed in these verses by the sheep. The shepherd is revealed to be a caring and compassionate shepherd. Through these verses, we found out that he plans ahead for the best route. Which way do I carry the sheep? Which way do I go to get to the summer grazing? He makes sure there's sufficient water and food. He wants his sheep to be well fed. He wants them to be contented. He wants them to be able to have what they, they need. He protects them from wild animals. Uh, the reason he has his rod and his staff with him because there are wild animals that may come upon them at a moment's notice uh, and they will try to attack the sheep. The sheep are defenseless, as I've already said. And so the shepherd is trying to protect them and take care of them. And, and he has medicine on hand to, to treat the sheep with. We talked about the nose flies. and We, we talked about how that they, they would be uh, covered in other insects and how that they could even get injured when they battle each other, especially the, the males as they battle over the females, that they could injure each other. And the shepherd has medicine on hand to treat them as needed. So in these first five verses, we, we understand that a sheep is talking about his shepherd. We understand this shepherd is caring and compassionate. And now we need to understand that they are making a journey, which is a round trip. Verse 1, they began this journey. Verse 1, they're leaving from home. Verse 1, that they're headed to the high mountain range for the summertime. That, that is what the shepherd is leading them to, and he is doing everything in his power to get them there, protect them while they're there, and then to bring them back home when it's all over with. Because at the end of the summer, when wintertime is coming, the shepherd leads his sheep back down off of the mountain, back down to home base so that they can winter and be safe during all of the bad weather that is coming. Now, when I think about the sheep making this round trip, I, I, I reflect upon trips that I have taken through the years. 
whether they've been vacations or whether they've been mission trips. Uh, over these last years, I've made many, many trips of one kind or another. And thankfully, every one of my trips has been a round trip. Maybe some people wanted me to have a one-way trip occasionally. Uh, you know, I'm afraid to ask. But, but every trip, no matter where I have gone to, has been a round trip. I have gone and I have come back. Now, I, I enjoyed the destination. All of the mission trips that I have been on, I enjoyed that destination. All of the vacations that we have done, I, I enjoyed every one of those destinations. But at some point, that mission trip or that vacation, they both come to an end. And when they come to an end, what do we do? We head back home. Now, I don't know about y'all when you head back home, but when I head back home after being gone for a week or two weeks, when I head back home, I'm anticipating getting back home. Anybody else, do you feel the same way? It's like, oh, wow, this has been a great vacation. This has been a great mission trip, but I am headed back home. The closer I get, the more excited I become. I, for three summers, I made trips to India. And on those trips to India, uh, it, it was amazing what I saw. It, it was amazing what I got to experience. But when I was leaving from India to head back home to my sweetheart and to head back home to my house, it was like this plane needs to fly faster and faster and faster, I am ready to get back home. Why, why do I want to get back home even though it's been such a great trip? Well, when I get back home, there's my sweetheart. When I get back home, there's my chair, the one Rhonda says I need to throw away. She's like, that thing needs to go to the landfill. And I'm like, not yet. It creaks and it groans and it moans. Wes, you, you might have one of those creaking, moaning, groaning chairs. But, but it fits me. I mean, it's held me for many years. And so when I'm headed back home, I know that I'm headed back to my chair, back to my bed. There's no bed, no bed anywhere you go to like your bed. I mean, I've slept in all kinds of beds and all kinds of places. I've slept on benches in churches. I've slept on king-size beds and in great hotels. I have being able to sleep in all kinds of places, but when I get back home to my bed, you know that feeling? Just get back to your bed, back to your friends, your neighbors, your familiar surroundings. No matter how much I enjoyed the trip, this is what I would say. There is no place like home. I think that's in a movie. There is no place like home no matter the journey well the sheep they have been on a journey they have been up to the high mountain range they've had the good clean clear cool water they've had the good green grass to eat they have been led by the shepherd they have been protected by the shepherd they have been treated by their shepherd but the weather is beginning to change and it's beginning to be time to head back down the hill to head back home, and I imagine that even a dumb, defenseless old sheep could remember and understand that they're headed back to home territory. 
I mean, our dogs through the years, we, we could carry them camping with us, or I could carry them to the vet or somewhere, and, and especially <clears throat> Titus and Sonny, they'd be in the back seat of the truck as we got close to home, and we get ready to turn in Northview Acres. It was like, we're almost home. They were ready to get back home too. So the sheep, they're headed back home. Now, just think as, as we go through this verse that you're listening to the sheep's voice. The sheep is talking. The sheep has been talking all of Psalm 23. But specifically today, he, he is talking. And I believe if you'll listen to what the sheep is saying, <clears throat> you will hear the following. Number one, you will hear the voice of assurance. <clears throat> he says in verse, 20, uh, verse 6 of Psalm 23, Surely, surely, certainly, without fail, without a doubt, guaranteed it can't fail surely goodness and mercy shall follow me how could the sheep be that sure how, how can anybody have such assurance in something well the sheep has that assurance number one because of the shepherd's actions that the sheep has seen this whole journey it goes back again to the fact that the shepherd provided the right route. The shepherd provided the place for the water and for the food. The shepherd took care of them and protected them. The, the shepherd gave medicine to them and took care of them. And, and, and the sheep was like, you know, surely, no doubt, this same shepherd who has taken care of me, his actions have protected me and provided for me. I can trust this shepherd and surely this is going to happen. But not just the actions of the shepherd but just the presence of the shepherd. The shepherd would walk through the flock. The shepherd would examine each sheep. The shepherd would take the rod and part the, the wool on the sheep's back to, to check for any kind of scabs or insects or, or bugs or, or infections of any kind. That The shepherd would walk through the sheep and speak to them and talk to them. That The Bible speaks of the fact that the sheep knows the voice of the shepherd. As I told you in the very beginning of the study of Psalm 23, that in the eastern countries they say that multiple flocks of sheep may put into the same pen at night. And as the morning comes and the shepherds start to leave, that each shepherd will call his sheep, and the sheep that belongs to that shepherd will recognize his voice and follow that shepherd. Maybe they're not as dumb as we think they are. They recognize the voice of their shepherd. And, and that comes from the fact of the shepherd talking to them, communicating with them. So while they're walking, making that journey up the mountain to the high mountain range, while they're there laid out in the lush grass and while they're drinking the clear, cool water, the shepherd is walking among them and soothing them and, and bringing comfort to them and, and letting them know that he's there no matter what may come. So I hear the voice of assurance. I hear the voice of anticipation. The sheep says, surely, no doubt, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. 
Now, sometimes you've got to use your imagination a little bit when you're reading Scripture. Anybody here use their imagination any when they're reading Scripture? Yes. I, I use my imagination, and here's what my imagination says about this. When it says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me, <coughs> in my mind, I picture two really faithful dogs following their master. Wherever the master goes, these two faithful dogs are walking with him. You can name the dogs mercy and goodness if you wanted to. You can look around and say, there's mercy and there's goodness. And no matter where I walk to, mercy is walking with me. No matter where I walk to, goodness is walking with me. Mercy and goodness will not leave me. Those of us who are animal owners, how many times have you thought I'll slip away from my animal? Dog or cat? Well, cats, that's a whole different story. We won't even talk about cats. Cats do what they want to do. But you try to slip away from that dog, that dog is like, I can try to slip away from Shasta. Like, where did he go? Which room is he in? She'll start looking me out, looking for me, try, trying to find me. So, so I'm not going to call her good, surely goodness and mercy, though. She, she's toddler and toddler is all I'm going to say about her. But, but this picture in my mind of, of two faithful dogs following their master. Goodness. What is that? I'm just going to give you some good old Webster Dictionary definitions. Goodness. Goodness can be defined as excellence, purity, grace, benevolence. Goodness is following the sheep. Goodness is on the trail of the sheep. Wherever the sheep goes, there is excellence, there is purity, there is grace, there is benevolence. Why? Because the shepherd is there. The shepherd is walking with the sheep, and the shepherd is good. You know what good is. I, I mean, last Sunday, did you have some good food? Did you have some good cake? Did you have a good burger? Did you have a good dog? Did, did you have a, a, a good whatever? We, we know what good is. But just think about goodness in that term. But the anticipation of goodness, but then the anticipation of mercy. Again, just a good old Webster's Dictionary definition for you. Mercy. Compassion. Shown to an offender. These sheep, from time to time, would get out of hand. They'd go astray. They'd wander off. They'd get lost. The two males would start fighting over the females. That the sheep were not always calm and sweet and kind. They were not always Mary's little lamb. <clears throat> Sometimes <clears throat> they were hard to deal with. But, but the shepherd had compassion 
for them, even though they were offenders, even though they made his job harder, even though he had to work more, even though he had to go out of his way to take care of them. The voice of anticipation is that goodness and mercy is going to follow these sheep all the way back down the trail, all the way back to home, because goodness and mercy went up the trail, up to the mountaintop with them. Sounds a little bit like God to me, walking with his believers, taking that journey with us to wherever we're going, goodness and mercy following us all day long, every day, no matter what comes, goodness and mercy. So the voice of assurance, the voice of anticipation, now the voice of acclamation. A acclamation. That's kind of like that word I used the other week, crescendo, to rise to a high point in a song. Acclamation, it, it is applause with shouts of joy. It, it could be like if you went to a live theater, and at the end of the presentation of the play, everyone all of a sudden stood up and started shouting, and woo, Bella, you know what that's like. You, you've heard that, that, that acclamation from the crowd of what has been done, what has been performed is like, oh my goodness, the applause and shouts of joy over what they've just experienced. Well, the sheep is doing some of this applause and shouts of joy. Listen, surely, no doubt, absolutely guaranteed, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And then here's the acclamation. Here's the high point. I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now remember, we're looking at this from the view of the sheep. And the sheep has been on a journey. The sheep started out in the springtime to the high mountain range, fed the, the whole summer up there, on the journey back down now to, to winter for in the corral, in the, the home area. And the sheep is going back down. He, he is anticipating and, and making shouts of joy almost that I'm still going to be with the same shepherd. I'm going to dwell in his house. This sheep, he does not want a different shepherd. This is his shepherd. This is a shepherd who has provided for him. This is a shepherd who has done everything for him. This is a shepherd who has led him and fed him and... and, and gave medicine to him and protected him. This is the sheep that, that has guaranteed that he's not going to leave him nor forsake him. And, and this sheep is like, hallelujah. We're going back home. And when I get home, the shepherd is going to be there too. And me and the shepherd will still be together. He's not looking for a different pasture. He's not looking for a different owner. He's not looking for more grass or more water on another farm. He's content to be with his shepherd forever forever do you see the correlation in Psalm 23 between the sheep and his shepherd and a believer and his savior just like the sheep we have that same voice of assurance that speaks to us just like the sheep, we, we have that same voice of anticipation 
of goodness and mercy. We, we have the same voice of acclamation. When we get home to heaven, it was said that at the age 80, a friend asked John Quincy Adams how he was doing. And this is the way John Quincy Adams replied. He replied that the old house, his body, that he lived in was in bad shape. And that soon he would be moving out. He'd be dying. But he went on to add that as far as himself, his soul was concerned, he was doing fine. There's an old southern gospel song about this old house and how that this old house, this old body of ours, one of these days is going to be destroyed and gone away and we're going to leave and go to live with God forever in heaven. When we die as a believer, and it's going to come, everybody will have that day when their bodies will cease to function. Life as we know it will come to an end. When that thought comes, for many, it's scary. I've said more than once, if you want to break up a crowd at work, just walk up to them and start talking about dying. Most of them will all of a sudden remember something they need to do. Because the average person, they do not want to think about dying. They do not want to talk about dying. To them, death is something that is far off, and they'd rather not think about it and be bothered with it. For the believer, we should be on the opposite end of the spectrum. For the believer, I'm not saying we should run out and say, I want to die. But for the believer, we should be ready to embrace the fact that the day will come when we will draw our last breath here. We'll have our last thought here. We will have our last human interaction here. But when that happens, we open our eyes in heaven to dwell forever and ever and ever with the Good Shepherd. This sheep, he's not looking for a different owner, a different master, not looking for a different farm, not looking for another way of making it. He is very content with who he has. May we be the same way as sheep following our shepherd. May we be content with our shepherd. May we live for our shepherd. May, may we point others to our shepherd, just like the sheep has been doing in Psalm 23. That day is coming, and all will be well. Because as believers, we are all what? Homeward bound. The sheep in verse 6 homeward bound. They're going back for the winter. The day is coming when we will all arrive at home, our home in heaven. As much as I love to get home to 100 Scenic Drive, I'm sure even more happy and joyous to get home to heaven.
isolated tribes in, in the book of Revelation. The Holy Spirit inspired his words, but John, I think, still struggled with what is it going to be like? It's beyond anything that we can imagine. I'll tell you this, it's going to be good. And goodness and mercy because of our shepherd. May we pray.